Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. A lot of things to get to. A lot lot of things to get to, but let's begin. Let's begin with the story of the moment. The story of the moment is Sean Payton is stepping away from the New Orleans Saints as their head coach. Now, this is really important to mention, and I've I've told people this before, but I don't know if we do a good enough job of really. Now, there is like a new Sean Payton movie, right? But when I see the Saints, or I, I, I think of the Saints, I, when I think of the New Orleans Saints, and I think of Sean Payton, it's fascinating to me how few people understand. For Sean Payton, the Saints were essentially the Lions, right? They had, they had never, I think they'd won a playoff game in their history, or no, they hadn't won a playoff game in their history. I believe I don't want a playoff game in the team's history and under Sean Payton, you know, first, you know, once they got Drew Brees as their quarterback, they won 10 games. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Okay. Eight times. They won 10 games in a very difficult division. One that produced other Super Bowl teams, right? Tampa went to a Super Bowl. Atlanta went to Super Bowl. Carolina went to Super Bowl. The Saints went to two Super Bowls and won one. So Sean Payton, who's considered like an Andy Reid type of savant play caller. Remember, he's also the guy who told the Dallas Cowboys to when he was with the Cowboys and, and with Bill Parcells to draft Tony Romo. And they didn't draft Tony Romo. They signed him as an undrafted free agent, and he became their starting quarterback. So eye for talent. Great play caller and a guy who carries a ton of respect because he's actually won a Super Bowl is stepping away, which points to a couple things. One, these are really hard jobs. Yes, they pay a lot of money, but yes, they're very, very, very taxing jobs emotionally in terms of time spent. Secondly, I, I think the broadcasting thing, because it's now become a viable option, and I joked earlier on Twitter, like, now he's going to go fix Drew Brees as a broadcaster. But the last thing is the obvious thing. He's incredibly well-respected in Dallas, and Dallas is, eh, yeah, we got a coach for now. That guy is going to be lurking, much the way that, um, um, you know, other coaches, Jimmy Johnson, when he went into broadcasting, how many times was he offered a job? Bill Cower has been offered a job 10 times over, right? Tony Dungy obviously is could could get back in if he wanted to get back in. And it it's gonna come down to whether or not 
how much money he can make in broadcasting, how much he misses it, and how good a job would be available. But, man, Sean Payton being on the open market or Sean Payton stepping away, that is a massive change in the NFL. That is a massive change in the NFC South where you have, you know, two coaches in Carolina, Atlanta, they're wildly unproven. Tampa is is either in rebuild mode or reload mode, and it all depends upon Tom Brady, and then you have the Saints. Then you have the Saints. But to anybody who questions Sean Payton or says, what's the deal? But big deal about Sean Payton, just understand that, um, that Sean Payton uh, – took over the Saints, and the Saints were, they weren't at the time as bad as the Lions had been recently, but that organization generally thought of as like a Lions type of organization. It was the, they can't ever win, you can't win there, and he did. I don't think he left because he's frustrated with Taysom Hill, with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. I think he's just worn down by the job. I think they're in a bad cap space, but I think he's just worn down by the job. And you try something new, and if it doesn't work or you don't like it or it doesn't fulfill your desire to be a part of a football team, he can always get back in. That's the truth. The the difference is you walk away from football as a player, you're likely not going back as a player. You walk away as a coach, especially one as respected as Sean Payton, there will always be a home for him. Always be a home for him. Dan Byer, when I say Sean Payton, what do you think? Super Bowl champ number one, onside kick Super Bowl is that is that is yes. that how, how yeah right yes yes that was that was all part of it um, the uh, I mean that it was <laughs> oh, a funny story for some other time on that onside kick but uh, that is number one I do think I do think Bounty Gate uh, enters into the conversation but I don't think that it uh, tops Super Bowl forty four for me. And then, um, to your point, turning the franchise around. Yeah, because they were the Aints. They, that's who they were. The, the paper bags that you would see, you saw most of those at the Superdome with Aints on them. Mm. Yes, they were. they were. They were the Aints. Jay Stu, what do you think of when you think of Sean Payton? Um, I, I skew negative on most things in life. I go right to Bounty Gate. Um, he, he was suspended for a year after that, if I'm not mistaken, if you already mentioned that. Um, and I think that that was like, at the moment, the biggest thing in sports for a long time, actually. Pain players. It wasn't probably the first time it had ever happened, but it was the first time that someone was dumb enough to get caught for it. I remember uh, Williams, the defensive coordinator, got fired and the players were vilified. Um, so when I first think of Sean Payton, I think of that just because it was such an aberration sports story, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a bad one. There's no question. It was, a, and, and, and so you understand about bounty gate, cause you're going to have a lot of people you'll hear bounty gate. And this is important. Uh, it, just like it's important for us to tell you how bad the saints were before they got him. They had one playoff win under Jim Haslett in 2000 before he got there. The, the same is true to paint the true perspective of Bounty Gate. He didn't get suspended because uh, because they had bounties. He got suspended because they were doing bounties. Somebody told the league. The league told them to shut it down. He said, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they did it anyway. And then when confronted about it, 
they denied it, and there's tape that exists of the bounties. That, that's why. It, it really, it's only, and it was also during a time in which the NFL was being sued with this concussion lawsuit, so they were trying to appear as tough on players' safety as, uh, as possible. Right? That's the reality to it. That's the reality to it. Um, so I know you skew as negatively as possible. My point would be, and, and look, they've, they lost on three consecutive, either controversial or miraculously disappointing endings in the playoffs after coming out of Bounty Gate, right? When they finally got back to the playoffs, they had the, the, no, the non-pass interference call uh, against the Rams. Then they had the miracle in Minnesota where he had a rookie defensive back not see Stephon Diggs as he tried to tackle him and a play that could have ended the game ends up ending the game in a loss. That was probably his best team. Um, and then, of course, they lost at home to the Minnesota Vikings as well in a game in which they had a miraculous comeback and Kirk Cousins beats them in overtime. All three crazy endings, crazy losses in the playoffs with Super Bowl caliber teams with Drew Brees later on in his career. But I, like, there's, there's the domino effect to it. You take Sean Payton out, now all of a sudden it puts added pressure and an obvious answer for Jerry Jones if he doesn't like the way Mike McCarthy's doing things next year. It also sets into motion a likely landing spot, what's been said potentially at Fox for him on TV, and then who they hire and what they do at the quarterback position, incredibly important. And now that division becomes somewhat up for grabs, especially if Tom Brady walks away. That's, that's all in that decision. That's all that took place. All that took place. Yes, Jay Stu. Um, and – I'm I'm a little shaky on the details of this. If the uh, if he goes and coaches somewhere else next year, the Saints will get compensation. Is that correct, Dan? Anybody? Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah, to, yes, that would that would be the case. So the Cowboys would would give up players or their head coach, maybe. Uh, the Raiders would have to give up players. It would it would be a compensation. Yes, thing. going to New Orleans. Yep. Uh, in 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 how how long does is that last? He's for? under contract through twenty twenty four. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Huh. I had no idea. None. That's that. that so now that's if the contract remains. If they tear up the contract, that changes, right? I mean, like if you yeah, you wife, you know. I mean, why if, would they? Yeah. But is he still being paid? Yeah, he's. Um, I think forty-five million dollars was left on his contract. Right. So, so th- what what will happen with that contract though is there'll be a buyout. There'll be some sort. Of, they'll give him some money to walk away, and with it, they'll probably nix that that uh, part of the deal. Right. All of that will go away probably at the end of next calendar year in football. Don't you think? Well, yeah, but he's if he's still under contract, I believe that that would be. You know, when, no, but he wouldn't still be under contract, right? They, like if you have you have forty five million under contract, and you say I'm going to retire, they say, all right, let's let's negotiate because if they had negotiated a buyout, then they would be scot free. I just don't I don't see that they would negotiate a buyout. So then they're going to pay him all forty five million dollars to not coach. Well, I don't think that they would. I, I don't think they would have to pay him if he's not coaching. But he would just he would they would almost be like the team would retain his rights. Like if like Bruce Arians left Arizona. 
and took the year off and went right. to Tampa. Right. They had to swap late round picks to make it work. Now Arizona's like, all right, whatever. We didn't want Bruce Arians around anyway um, when he left, so they made it work. But if you're the Saints and it's the Cowboys, and you know there is a bit of a rivalry between those teams. It's not like it's not like Saints Falcons or you know. Uh, Cowboys in Washington or or anything like that, but it's, I mean, you know, there is a bit. I don't I don't know how you could let him go scot free if he went to Dallas. I I that I agree with, but I think the the provisions and the length will probably be changed as. If you're not going to coach, they're going to negotiate a buyout or some sort of conclusion wrap up to the contract, and that that's how it would that's how it would go. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, um, we want to take you to places where they know a whole lot more about the situation than we do nationally, right? Like, we can call, I can call people, I can research, I can talk to people. I was in Chicago, uh, so you can, you know, you can listen to shows, and I know people in the Bears organization, I know two people in the Saints organization, like, I got calls into people as well. But, uh, you know, there are, there are, Men and women that cover these teams on a daily basis, that their 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 level of knowledge is so much greater than any of us who aren't boots on the ground. Stuck Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I've got a guy is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand new lawn care professionals. The brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. I got a guy. We don't know everything, but we know people that know what you want to know. You know? What the hell he say? Sounds like you need a guy. Hey! Hey! (laughs) I got a guy. Patrick Finley joins us. He covers the Bears for the Chicago Sun-Times. Patrick, it looks like the Bears have a new GM. What do you know about the situation? Yeah, the Bears are going to hire Ryan Poles. Uh, He was the executive director of player personnel for the Chiefs and has worked there for almost 13 years. He takes Ryan Payson's place. Uh, The team hasn't announced it yet, but they're expected to here fairly shortly, and that ends a 15-day GM search in which the Bears talk to 13 people, which is a lot of people. So uh, so one door closed. Now they got to figure out the head coach thing. It is interesting that you get rid of a coach who came from the Kansas City Chiefs, only now bring in a guy who's player personnel to bring in uh, from, from, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Poles is a former player, actually signed as an undrafted free agent with the Chicago Bears. Uh, any sense for who he likes, you know, to go with him as head coach? You know, there are connections uh, everywhere. If you look at Jim Caldwell, who uh, ESPN reported was in uh, Hallis Hall today as part of his second interview, Dan Quinn is going to get another interview with Matt Eberflus will as well. Uh, you know, he, his best friend, Poles, one of Poles' best friends, at least, is, um, from what I understand, is Matt Ryan, the old Falcons quarterback. He obviously worked with Dan Quinn, and they went to a Super Bowl together, so you can see a connection there. Brian Flores, who's still out there, is a Boston College graduate, as is Ryan Poles. 
I'm not Eberflus and and Poles know each other. So, yeah, there are connections there. I'd, you know, the Bears said two weeks ago that they were going to hire a GM and let the GM hire the coach. Today would be the first day that they've had a GM available to actually do a coaching interview. So I imagine that we're still looking at another day or two or three. But, you know, those three names or those four names are, are the ones that I would circle right now is the ones most likely to get the job. Okay. What – what do we know Ryan Pohl's opinion on Justin Fields? No, but you would think that it would have to be high. I mean, George McCaskey, the Bears chairman, went so out of his way two weeks ago to not rule out anyone when it came to the coach or the GM position that he actually talked his way into saying that they'd be willing to hire somebody even if they didn't believe in Justin Fields. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't think they were willing to do that. This is a team that invested a ton in fields and still doesn't know whether he's good or not. So you would presume that Poles isn't taking the job unless he believes in fields. And you would presume that the Bears aren't giving it to him unless they believe that he has a plan uh, to surround fields with the best people and, and to position him as, as the quarterback of the future. Guys, he has the talent to be the greatest quarterback the Bears have ever had. Um, and I think uh, the big question for whoever the next head coach is and whoever the next coordinator and quarterbacks coach is, is how are you going to get that talent out of him and put it on the field? Because the Bears have been starving for a relevant quarterback for a, you know, a century now. Okay. Uh, then there's the question of Khalil Mack and some of the other high-priced guys. What does the roster look like after Ryan Poles takes a scalpel to it? That's a really good question. You know, I don't know that they're going to go full tear down here. They actually have about $40 million some odd uh, dollars in cap space coming up this year, so they can do some things. Uh, Allen Robinson's most likely to go after he had a down season on the franchise tag. Akeem Hicks is out of here. Uh, so they're going to lose uh, some players. You know, they started last season as the oldest team in the NFL, and, you know, they can't be that again. You can't be the oldest team in the NFL and go 6-11. and 11. You, you just can't do that. Uh, so I imagine that they will try and get a little bit younger. You know, the way that Khalil's, you know, salary cap number and dead cap hit works is I, I presume that he will be back. I don't think that there is a, a trade coming for him. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. You know, if he's healthy and if you pair him with Robert Quinn, who just had the most sacks in the history of the Chicago Bears in one season, uh, you know, having a good pass rush and a quarterback that, you know, is getting better and better, that's not a bad formula to start with. It's not a bad formula at all. Patrick Finley from the Chicago Sun-Times covering the Bears as they've combined Nick Foles and Ryan Pace, right, to come up with Ryan Poles. That's a, it's amazing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's amazing what, they, what they're operating with there uh, with the Bears. Uh, Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you being our guy in Chicago. Hey, anytime, Doug. Thank you. I got a guy. John Hendricks joins us. He covers the – okay, we're, we're having a little trouble. We'll get him in a second. He covers – the New Orleans Saints for Sports Illustrated News. If you're just joining us, the news of the day in the NFL is that Sean Payton, hey, Sean Payton has decided to step away from coaching for at least a short time. It, it's not being called a retirement. He's not going to another team. Let, let's kind of figure that, figure that one out as we take you uh, to New Orleans. John, uh, why? Why is Sean Payton stepping away? Yeah, look, I think this has to come with just some getting burnt out. I think that's pretty much the, the theme here is that he's reached a point where 
everything is taking a toll on him. And you look at like last season and how the team got displaced because of Hurricane Ida having to spend a month in Dallas, then having to go through the four different quarterbacks, 58 different starters, you know, having to deal with all that types of challenge and all those types of things. And I, I mean, again, I could see how that could play into this decision because again, that that's got to make the only sense for me. Just, I know he's beloved among his players. Um, he has respect and control in the front office and the team. So this truly has to be a situation where he just got burned out. All right. So who replaces him? Well, I think for me, it's got to be looking at in-house because you've got a very talented roster and you're going to have to make a lot of decisions regarding the cap. I think Dennis Allen is the guy that you look at right now. And obviously he filled in for Sean when he had COVID and so did extremely well against the Buccaneers. And I think the biggest thing is if they go that direction, Pete Carmichael would be their offensive play caller, maybe allow somebody like a Chris Richard or Ryan Nielsen to get promoted as a defensive coordinator. And But look, I'll tell you that there's also some more moving parts here because I, I think you see Mickey Loomis as a guy as GM of the team that he could potentially take more of a presidential role if, if with Peyton out and maybe that gives way for Jeff Ireland to promote up to. But I think right now when you look at it, it's got to be in-house at, at this moment. Um, but they obviously are going to have to interview some other people on the outside. Aaron Glenn's name is coming up. It's come out from the Lions as potential, and that would be a, a guy that you look at. But right now it's got to be Dennis Allen or nobody. Who's going to be their quarterback? That's a million-dollar question. You know, I think you're going to have to figure that one out. I think their chances to get somebody like a Russell Wilson or something has kind of just gone out the window. So I have to look at free agency to see what happens. But honestly, this is an interesting time because you see the really good rehab videos that Jameis Winston's putting out there. I mean, Taysom Hill is under contract with Ian Book and Blake Bortles is a reserve future deal. But Hill's hurt. I mean, he's coming back from a strength injury. And so – there's no assurances he's going to be ready and good to go and, and be the same guy he was. So, uh, look, I think before, even with Peyton coming back, I thought they would re-sign Jameis and give him another shot and maybe upgrade the talent around him. Now I think all cards are on the table. They could use an 18th pick or trade up, get a guy like Kenny Pickett out of pit, and uh, maybe they just decide to go that direction. But it's really interesting to see where the Saints go from here. Do you think Sean Payton coaches again? I think there's a great chance. I mean, look, if you can get Peyton on a year contract for a TV network and then him recharge his batteries and then want to give it a go, because here's the reality is, is you know, he's 22nd all-time coaching, you know, 152 and 89. I thought he would at least hang in there until he maybe passed his mentor, Bill Parcells, only 20 wins away from tying him. And so I thought he would at least be able to do something on, along that line. But, you know, look, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets the itch. Or, you know, he could say that, hey – I made the decision. I'm comfortable here. And, I mean, Drew is a guy that uh, – Drew Brees, that is, is a guy that's comfortable with staying behind the booth. But, look, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if his name comes up next offseason as somebody that teams are eyeing to potentially fill openings. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. The news of the day is that Sean Payton has stepped away from the New Orleans Saints. We're catching up with John Hendricks, who covers the Saints for SI News. You talked about Dennis Allen, their need for a quarterback, need for some clarity, and the likelihood is Sean Payton uh, comes back. L- last thing, um, do, do, do people 
you think nationally understand what the Saints were like before he got there? Like he's been there a long time. There's a lot, but I I, I liken it to the Lions, and and I know that that Haslett has it had them you know a little bit close, and they're basically a 500 team. They won that one playoff game, but one playoff win before he got there. And he gets him to two Super Bowls, and Drew Brees becomes a Hall of Famer. Do people still have that perspective, or was he there so long that they've lost it? Yeah, I think you've got some of the newer breed of fans who came in around that Super Bowl era and, and all that. And then you have your old breed fans who knew that the teams were powered by the Dome Patrol, and they had to push it 87, got upset by the Vikings, had the Falcons upset them, had the Eagles upset them in the 90s, and then... You know, they kind of broke that stride in 2000 by beating the Rams, you know, pretty much upset them. And so, uh, look, I think some, uh, some people are definitely well aware of the history. And, again, that just brings Peyton's tenure into more appreciation. And, look, and the thing is, he's going to be the first coach in history, in their franchise history, that was stepping away and not getting fired because everybody else before him has pretty much gotten canned and fired or, you know, all that other stuff. So it's uh, – a Really interesting that dynamic to have, and, and again, he's going to go out on top. Franchise is winning as coach and, and such. I mean, tons of accolades, tons of things, and now again, you're looking at a spot where some people might be embracing that. You know, next year, next season might be a really big challenge for the team. John Hendricks, he covers the Saints for SI News Network. John, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you having me. Have a good one. Thanks. So you needed a guy? I'm a point guard. We got you a guy. So they only went to one Super Bowl? Is that right? Did I, did I screw that one up, Jay? I, for some reason, I had them losing a Super Bowl. Or is yeah, it, I, uh, I'm, it, I'm, 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 I guess I'm complaining this, the Colts. Yeah, it, in my mind, I was thinking, who did he lose to? And it made me go to, uh, to reference it. Yeah, he went to one and he won it. That was after they beat the Packers? Um, I have them beating the Vikings. In the uh, conference championship, I mean, I mean, that was I the, the Vikings. Brett Favre I mean, game, right? I mean, I, yeah, I said Packers, but I meant yep. Vikings because he beat Brett Favre. You're the right. Day, the day Brett Favre almost got killed by right. a bounty that, gate. Yeah. That was the bounty gate. That was the bounty gate deal. Right? It was the bounty gate deal. Um, okay, so they didn't go. They went to one Super Bowl. Hmm, okay, that that whole thing is fascinating. Fascinating. I mean, just the amount of news that, that comes out of uh, out of all of the stuff and, and how it comes together. Like you go back two weeks ago and Drew Brees was bad. He was just not good. And, and it's hard. I mean, like, look, this is not an easy profession. And, but Drew Brees had been doing games all year, Notre Dame games. So it's not like it was like his first time out where guys are super shaky, but ooh, not good. And now all of a sudden Sean Payton's going to get into the media. How does that look? Sean Payton's always, by the way, been incredible to me personally. Like, Jay, you haven't been with me at a Super Bowl yet, but it was like always through tradition, Sean would come and we'd, rec- we'd tape an interview with him and then he'd hang out for a half hour. We'd just talk about football, like the future of football. And uh, one year we, he, he was talking for 30 minutes about mobile quarterbacks. One year it was about hybrid defensive players. One year it was about the RPO game. And I, like, honestly, I learned more in that 30 minutes you know, just sitting there talking ball with him, asking him a couple questions because I'm fascinated by it. But also, I was told a long time ago, like, that guy, he looks at the sport on a completely different level. And the question, will will he be able to relay that, you know, to the to the commoner, if you will? To the commoner. To the commoner. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. 
You must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Who deserves to get into the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on stories of the day. We do so by playing a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn the, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. As for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. HustlerTurf.com. Buyer... Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Rank them. All right, bunch of different stuff to rank today. Five different scenarios, one of which we will find the answers to at 6 o'clock Eastern time. So let's start there. Doug, rank the top three players that deserve to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. Uh, deserve to be in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Hmm. Well, um, top of the hour, I'll... I'll, I'll uh, uh, I will discuss the the Barry Bonds thing, okay. right? The Barry Bonds thing. So if you look at the the ballot that everybody's talking about, right? You have um, Scott Rowland's a possibility, right? Ryan Howard's a possibility. David Ortiz is a possibility. Andy Pettit is a possibility. Billy Wagner, Kurt Schilling, Alex Rodriguez. Uh, I would put Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame. I think based upon his performance yep. in the biggest of games. I think Kurt Schilling is is a is a Hall of Famer. Um, boy, I want to put Tim Linscombe in there. I just don't think there's enough enough success. Yeah. But just simply making it, and he was for a short period of time the most dominant. But I would put Kurt Schilling and Ryan Howard into the in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Those would be my two. Okay. All right, Doug. This is kind of on the heels of the Sean Payton conversation we had earlier. Rank the top three NFL franchises that people forget were really bad. Oh, like, that's a good one. Yeah. So it's, and it doesn't mean for how bad they were to their top. It's just of who do we forget about the most that was, you know what, this team wasn't really good. And we don't even have to do NFL because if you want to branch out that way, but it's oh. more of that thing. Yeah. The, oh, of all franchises, all, all sports yeah. franchises that yeah. were really bad for a long time? Yeah. Okay, Warriors 3, right? Warriors 3. I know I said NFL, but I think it's actually a better conversation. Right. Um, hmm. Warriors 3. Clippers 2. Because they actually haven't won anything yet, but they, mm-hmm. they're at least now a perennial playoff team, and they were horrible for a long yeah. time. Um, and I'll do the the Saints one. All right, this is. I always think that this is unique, especially for guys like well, all of our ages, where and, and maybe John and Jason because they're a little bit older, remembering the Yankees in the late seventies, early eighties. But the Yankees that I remember were not good from like, you know, the mid eighties on until the mid nineties. And uh so the That's Yan- a great point. Yeah the- that's a great point. They were bad. When Costanza remember when Costanza was uh <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, for sure. John, did you hate the Yankees when you were younger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they beat the Dodgers in two World Series in 77 and 78, so I did not like them at all. And so, but I never remembered the Yankees, you know, being good growing up. Just like the Packers were awful when I was. Packers are another one. Yeah. Four Scraggs Packers, they were bad. But, but. You know, 70s and 80s, not good, but pretty much every other decade they were they were okay. All right, now looking ahead to championship weekend in the NFL, Doug, rank the three most intriguing Super Bowl matchups that we could see. The one will be left out on the cutting room floor, but the top three most intriguing matchups that we could get at SoFi in two and a half weeks. Well, I mean, I think Bengals anything is is not intriguing, right? Like, it is and it isn't. It, it's fun from a football perspective, but the Bengals versus either of those two teams is the is the least intriguing of the matchups. So, uh, that leaves you with two teams. It leaves you with two teams. So, the, number, the most intriguing matchup has to be, I think, Rams. Well, that's a hard one. I think Rams-Chiefs. I'm going to work top yeah. down. Rams-Chiefs at one. Um, Rams, I mean, uh, Chiefs. Niners at two, and then whew, Bengals. I think Bengals Rams at three, just because Rams home field. It, yeah, neither of those two games are are all that. I that big. I will also say I hate Super Bowl rematches. And to think if you're a Bengals fan, if your team made it to the Super Bowl, and all three times you had to play the Forty ers now, I'm not saying they don't want to go to the Super Bowl, but it's like, hey, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's. Uh, well, people forget, you know they they almost had they almost had the Jerry Rice, yeah, and Joe, Joe Montana team, and Joe Montana let him down the field. Remember, he said, "Is that John Candy in the stands?" Then he threw the touchdown pass to John Taylor, not to Jerry Rice, to win the game. All right, Doug. Talking some college hoops here. Rank your top three college basketball teams from out west. I had to west. I had to make it out west because I couldn't do west coast cuz maybe some of the teams aren't on the coast. Right. Maybe some of the teams aren't in the Pacific time zone but they are out west. Rank your top 3 college hoops teams from out west. Uh okay, I'll do hmm, I'll do Gonzaga at 1, Arizona close behind at 2. And I'm gonna still I'm gonna put UCLA at three. I know there are other options out west. Oregon, by the way, just beat them. Oregon's coming on strong, but mm-hmm. I st- UCLA's been you know it's like you start over when you go through one of these long COVID shutdowns. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go UCLA at three. Oregon they play Arizona tonight, of course. Yeah, Oregon manhandled Washington the other night. I thought I looked up and it was like 43 to 10. It wasn't that bad, but it was yeah, it was not good. All right, Doug. Finally, rank your top three chicken wing flavors the chicken wing debate i know some places have wing days today or deals today some have them on thursday some have them on monday but was in the old chicken wing flavor mood what are your top three chicken wing flavors Mm. um top three chicken wing flavors and and i'd say this knowing that we've done this before but mine change like oh okay so go with yours yeah well I'll, i'll probably always go with barbecue one and then a then a buffalo sauce too, but like Fire. garlic parm is is really like shooting up my board, and probably would jump a teriyaki wing right now. So I would go. Okay, so so the problem with gar- garlic parm is you have to have they have to be made like I I like buffalo wild wings a lot. We go there often, me and my kids, but we don't we 
Uh, we don't get buffalo uh, bar- – I don't get garlic parm because I'm not as into their garlic parm. Mm-hmm. There's a place called Sliders in Bristol, Connecticut near ESPN. They have amazing garlic parm wings. Amazing. And that's, so yeah. my three would be uh, – I would do the dry chipotle as three, the uh, salt and vinegar as two, and the lemon pepper as one. Ooh. Chase uh, Stu, Ramos, you want to get in on this? I like tangy things. Uh-huh. Is there any like, tangy sauce? Yeah, tang. It's a dry, <laughs> it's an orange rub. Yes. Okay, uh, so I'll take th- those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take tangy as one of mine. So, and I I have to go bone out. I love bone out. And oh, uh, that's not a wing. That's a that's a chicken nugget. <laughs> no, it's delicious, is what it is. And uh, I I'll do the kind of the spicier end of the buffalo sauce. Like, but I know there's like a medium and a hot. I guess I'll do the hot buffalo. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Boneless wings are not chicken wings, okay? They're just not, Jace Stu. They're chicken nuggets. Agree and to disagree. Than, there's no agreement or disagreement. It's not, <laughs> it's not even wing meat. It's not wing meat. So there's no argument there. You're being, it's, it's like people trying to tell me that Tim Duncan was a power forward when most of his career he was a center. That's that argument. I mean, we can make a bet on this and go to Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Check out the latest lines in World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Tom Brady told us what the main factor would be in his decision whether or not he's going to play football again. Is it coaching? Is it wide receivers? Is it defense? Is it his offensive line? Wait to hear what Tom Brady says is going to be the factor. Then we'll react to it next. The Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 